Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. week's episode you're listening to sandoval bench podcast i'm your host daniel sandoval uh, for this week i wanted to go get into some nfl over unders uh make my season picks uh update on kevin durant's situation there in brooklyn uh, and recap my fantasy football draft it did not go well for me so let's start in the nba uh the rest of the podcast will be nfl related uh, there was an update with Kevin Durant and the situation in Brooklyn. Uh, he has decided to stay uh, after all that uh, whining and complaining and stomping around, asking for a trade, uh, saying he dislikes Sean Marks, the GM, and Steve Nash, who he hired there in that position. Hey, I don't like Steve Nash. You need to fire him. But, you know, it was always going to be hard to trade Kevin Durant. He had four years left on his deal. Uh, you know, he was, he's an aging star, you know, obviously he's top three NBA player right now, uh, but he's 34. He missed, he missed some time last year. You know, he had that major injury in 2019. Um, he's missed a lot of games, you know, but he's still that dude, you know, he's great offensively, but, uh, what Brooklyn was asking for, you know, was a lot obviously because, you know, he's a superstar talent and, you know, one of the best scorers of all time. Uh, but other teams weren't willing to match Brooklyn's offer, you know, mainly because they knew probably as soon as he gets to their team that he'll also ask for a trade eventually. You know, he's going to be unhappy. You know, he's he's so uncomfortable within his own skin that, you know, he had to make some noise. He had to have the whole summer be about him. Um, but thank you, Kevin Durant. I thank you for the content and for all the uh, hypothetical draft uh, scenarios there. Uh, talking about going to Golden State to back to OKC. Uh, I even heard someone say Washington, D.C. Like, no, that's not happening. Um, so now nothing's happening for now. Um, I don't think this is the end of it, though, because, you know, if Brooklyn struggles, let's say a first month, if Kyrie disappears again or does whatever. Kyrie does, um, and if Ben Simmons, you know, he still has mental health issues, or if there's another injury that comes about this, um, and he doesn't actually play, then sure, you know, Kevin Durant might be say, hey, you know what, about that meeting we had with my agent and Sean Marks and Joe Sy, you know, I want to backtrack on that again. I want to be traded again. Trade me now, you know. This was a complete and utter disaster from Kevin Durant trying to force his way out of this team that he created, hiring of Steve Nash, bringing in Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, brought in Harden, then they had to get rid of some assets, bring in Ben Simmons, who is a depreciating asset because he hasn't played in two years. And the last time we saw him play, he was terrible and passed up that um, that open uh, alley-oop and passed it to, to Maxi there with the 76ers, and they lost the game. Um, so this was just bad. You know, I personally thought that Kevin Durant had leverage, but he did not have any leverage at all. Um, him having four years left on his contract, he just signed recently. And then Kyrie Irving opting into his, his, to a one-year contract. Um, I'm a little interested in what, a little more interested in what will happen with Kyrie Irving because he has one year left. So either this gets blown up, he gets traded or, at the end of next season, he decides to become a free agent and he signs with another team. I think the Los Angeles Lakers rumors were real, um, but you know that would have involved him taking a $30 million pay cut. And, I mean, 
say all you want about Kyrie Irving, but you know, I, I don't think anyone takes a $30 million pay cut. I just find this whole story hilarious with Kevin Durant because he thought he had the power that these other athletes have had. He didn't have the power of, of James Harden, who has gotten traded twice now. Um, and everyone's like, "No, Kevin, why? Why, should, why are we going to trade you? We're not going. We're not going to trade our our best asset here. Um, you're too valuable here for the team. We're not going to trade you. You know." But uh, so a player empowerment took a hit yesterday with Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, because he's like, "Oh, all right, you got to fire Sean Marks and and, and uh, Steve Nash, and I'll and then I'll stay." And then Joe Sy, who props to Joe Sy for standing his ground, not folding like a cheap uh, lawn chair uh, to a star athlete wanting to make demands. He's like, "No, we're not. We're going to stay with Sean Marks and Steve Nash because we put a lot into these two guys. They're going to stay here." So that was his first demand, and then. Like, no, we're not going to do that. And then he's like, well, you know what? I'll retire. I'm not going to play here. And they're like, okay, fine. And then he does it. And then he's like, okay, well, how about we have a meeting uh, and I'll bring my agent here, Rich Kleinman. And and then now they're like, okay, we decided to move forward. And then they released a joint statement. Like, <laughs> so embarrassing. If I'm Rich Kleinman, I'm like, okay, KD, we got to meet with, you know, the Brooklyn brass and say, hey, you know, w- w- let's come to agreement Let's work this out. You know, we need to move forward here, right? But then I would demand that we do not release a statement. Just release the the news article saying that we decided to work this out. But so embarrassing that they release a joint statement. Hey, you know, we had our issues or whatever, whatever. They both had their logos on there. Oh, my God. This is this is the biggest blow for uh, for Kevin Durant because he was upset with the whole Golden State. Steph got another championship, and he was looking over across – Across the globe, they're like, "Oh my God, they won it again, and they don't need me." You know, I'm I'm invalidated now. Now I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go somewhere else. It's like, but where else would you go, Kevin? You know, you already have like that roster that they have put together around him in Brooklyn right now. That's like third, fourth best team in the Eastern Conference if they stay healthy. If Kyrie plays at least seventy five games, if everyone, if Ben Simmons actually plays and can be what he was in um in the in Philadelphia you know he doesn't have to be a number one number two guy he could be uh, a number three and you know just uh, a playmaker play some great defense um you know if uh you know they so they have a lot of question marks but if I'll, if it comes together you know they could be a third fourth seed in the east right but if he's trying to go to another team and and you know Brooklyn's trying to get a lot of assets for him then he would go to a depleted roster and he'd be worse off than he would be in Brooklyn. So just, you made this bed, man. Just lay in it now and just play with the team that you put together. Play for the coach you wanted hired. Just, you, you made the situation for yourself. So play it out. This, I'm I'm just done with Kevin Durant. Because then now, then he was on Twitter responding to people, acting like he doesn't care. But obviously he cares what people think because that's why he demanded the trade. And that's why he responds to everyone on Twitter because he's the weakest superstar of all time. I, I second what Stephen A. Smith says in that he's the weakest superstar of all time. He's so thin-skinned and he's so uncomfortable in his own skin and, and who he is as a person. Like he, We all know he's a great talent, but it's the off-the-court stuff and it's the locker room stuff and stuff in his head. Um, he's so uncomfortable with being number two. Um, he can be number one. But he just doesn't have the leadership qualities. He doesn't have the aggression that you need to uh, to lead a team to a championship. He needed Steph Curry, Draymond, and Clay. He needed that whole team, that whole system there in Golden State to win those two championships just so he can thrive. I, I will never be able to say that uh, Kevin Durant can lead a team on his own uh, to a championship. They'll never win in Brooklyn. Sure, they can make the playoffs and be... A foot away, his shoe was on the line to to go to the NBA Finals, and they could have won that year. But it wasn't it wasn't just him. You know, I'll use a Charles Barkley analogy. He wasn't driving the bus in that in that in that series, right? He missed that shot. Sure, he was, but I don't know throughout the whole season. Like he had, a, you had a James Harden there and a Kyrie Irving. Like you had, like you had a monstrous big three there. You have to easily be able to advanced to the NBA Finals and to win a championship. And it, that was just a disaster right there. It blew up in their face. And then now, 
whatever remains left of that Brooklyn team. And then you bring in, I don't know what Ben Simmons has right now, but whatever he has. So now you have to put that together and see what you can do. But I'm just, I'm so tired of the, the Kevin Durant stuff, you know? Um, so he just needs to shut up and, and just focus on the season and try to build that relationship, repair that relationship with Steve Nash, try to convince uh, Kyrie Irving to play more than 60 games, bring Ben Simmons, take him under your wing, build him up with some confidence, and get him back to the player that he was. Maybe try to improve on some stuff in his game, and then you can be a real, real contender, a real threat in the Eastern Conference. But I've never seen Kevin Durant take that type of leadership role He'll be a leader on the court just because he's the best player. But your best player isn't always your leader. And that's okay, but uh, that Brooklyn team needs a leader, and they don't have a leader. They need, like, I don't know who they even need. They need someone like, maybe like a Patrick Beverly, who the Lakers just required, uh, required acquired. Um, someone who, can, who has no problem calling out any other guys on the team. Um, just like Golden State has with Draymond Green. And that's how it, it was when Kevin Durant was there. Draymond was calling out Kevin Durant. Like, hey, you know, you, we know you're gone or whatever. You need to you need to come back to the pass. You know, that, that you're not getting the ball at the end. That's your fault. Um, and or like in, in Miami, he need they need someone like uh, Udonis Haslam. Brooklyn doesn't have anybody, you know, because right now the, their supposed leader is their best player in Kevin Durant. But he's not calling guys out. He's not getting in Ben Simmons' face and say, hey, you need to play this game because we're about to get swept by the Boston Celtics. He's not doing that. Hey, he was just like, oh, I don't know. We're, we're going to see if he's ready to play or not. And then, they, boom, they get swept, and that's it. So they don't have anyone who's going to get into anyone's face. Steve Nash is going to get – Steve Nash is the most passive guy ever. He's not going to – he passed so much, he refused to take three-point shots when he needed to in a playoff game and ended up with 15 assists. I love Steve Nash, but, I mean, his game was passive, and he's passive as a coach. He's probably passive in life. I don't know. But uh, they need someone who's going to get in their in his face, in everyone's face. And it's not – and it can't be your owner, Joe Sy, who's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to trade anyone, which he did, and he stood his ground, and now look where they're at. But um, – I'm I'm excited to see this this train wreck of a team in the Brooklyn Nets and see what happens uh, this season. But they need they need an aggressor on that team, and it's not Kyrie, it's not uh, it's not Blake Griffin if he's still going to be there. It's not Kevin Durant. It's another guys that they have right now. It's not Seth Curry, you know. Um, so they need to figure that part of it because someone needs to be able to, they should bring in Ron Artest, you know, out of retirement and just sit on the bench like Udonis Haslam and just, just yell at people. Just, you know, unless he's like meta world peace or whatever he is, he needs to switch back to Ron Artest and then just sit on the bench in Brooklyn, be in the locker room, just get guys amped up and that's it. But, uh, but yeah, that's the update on Kevin Durant. If you were interested. So I want to do a recap of my, uh, my, live fantasy football draft for one of my leagues uh you know we do it in an in-person draft uh involves some drinking um you know because then halfway through the draft i'm like i'm too drunk and i can't make uh conscious draft decisions so you know as i was doing my draft halfway through it i realized i have almost the exact same team that i drafted last year last year i got third place but it was it was all all off on luck. I finished seven and seven. Um, I had like the sixth best record, but then it was an upset. I beat some people who had way better records. So um, the only difference was that I got Jalen Waddle this year, Brandon Ayuk, and um, uh, let's see who else. I guess Russell Gage, but I did have him at one point last year. Um, but yeah, I have Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs again, and then George Kittle again. Uh, I had Mike Evans here before, and then uh, Derek Carr. I have, I have Cordell Patterson again, Elijah Moore again. Uh, yeah, so I have I have pretty much the same team. Um, and then I don't know what happened at the end of it, though. I, I guess I started throwing up or something. I must have blacked out because then I woke up and my, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. You know, my my right hip is has just been sore for, when did I, when did this happen? This happened last saturday so like almost a week now i can barely walk and my right hip is just killing me and i I need like some i need like a massage therapist or something because this is like 
Usually my injuries, my drinking injuries would go away after a day, but you know, now that I'm now that I'm almost 30, I, I just can't recover as quickly and it, I'm just like in a lot of pain. And it took me, you know, uh, hangover wise, it took me three days to recover from that. So, um, yeah, not, not super fun. You know, I had fun in the beginning, but then it just kind of fell apart. So we'll see how, uh, this fantasy team this year uh, goes, but that's, I always blame the drinking during the draft because, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, before the draft, I'm all prepared, ready to go. And then I just, you know, a few beers in, I'm like, okay, fuck it. I just, I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get Reggie Bush in the seventh round, you know, when he's in Buffalo and then he tears his ACL like in the first game, you know, stuff like that. I make bad decisions towards the end. And then I'm like, ah, let's just be done with this. And then, then I wake up and like, damn, why did I draft that guy at that spot? I'm like, I had my whole cheat sheet. I had everything highlighted. I was ready to go. And then mess up but i did draft brandon Ayuk, who i think is gonna as i've mentioned i think he's gonna have a breakout year all depends on trey lance but you know we'll see how that goes so next we're gonna get into nfl over unders um we're gonna go through each team talk about their projections and, and where i see them as uh, this is in alphabetical order so we'll start with the arizona cardinals uh, their number is eight and a half wins for this season remember uh, there is 17 this is a 17 game schedule this year um they are missing deandre hopkins for six games i believe um for a PD, ped suspension uh they brought in hollywood brown there's been a lot of a lot of talk obviously this offseason about uh kyler murray and his like study habits and his new contract he has to study and then cliff kingsbury um you know that they uh had a great year last year but then Towards that second half of the season, really struggled. Um, Kyler Murray had a, a, a just one of the worst playoff games against the Rams I've ever seen. Uh, I'm gonna go under. I think they're gonna struggle this year. Uh, James Connors are starting running back. You know they, they still have a lot of veterans, but you know now they're all a year older, right? Um, and I haven't seen Kyler Murray take that next step as to um, be consistent all year. They start off hot, you know, but then that second time around they get figured out. Right, so um, I have them at seven wins this year. Um, I think they'll be seven and ten. Next, we have the Atlanta Falcons. Their over/under is four and a half wins. Um, it seems seems a little light for me. Um, I think Marcus Mariota it, he'll be the starting quarterback this year. Uh, they have almost no weapons offensively. They have Cordell Patterson. Kyle Pitts should have a huge game because like or a huge season because like who who else is are they gonna throw to? Um, you know, Calvin Ridley's out for the season for gambling, not for, um, any sexual assault or harassment. Uh, but he has to miss a whole year because the integrity of the game, sorry, I'm still, uh, bothered by that. Um, but four and a half, it seems really low. You know, they do have some, some talented guys. I think they win five, six games easy, right? Um, you know, they have two against New Orleans. They could probably split right there. They'll probably lose the two against the Bucks. Uh, they could probably beat uh, the Panthers two times right there. So that's three wins right there. Um, and then including splitting the, the one with the Saints. So then, yeah, they could probably win a couple after that. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are at 10 and a half wins. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson playing a contract year. Um, they're getting... Uh, um, you know, they lost Hollywood Brown. You know, they still have Mark Andrews. Still have a, you know, their defense struggled last year, but mainly because they were, they had a lot of injuries. So, um, hoping, you know, fully healthy this year. So their defense will be a lot better. Um, you know, they cycled through a lot of injured running backs last year. A lot of them, right? Um, so now, you know, backfield's healthy. Um, I have them over. I think they could win 11 games. Um, but it all depends on, on, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously, right? Because they he missed five games last year, right, due to injury. Uh, Huntley came in though. Uh, Tyler Huntley, former quarterback from Washington, go Pack Twelve, whatever's remaining. Um, you know he came in and, and, and filled in pretty well for him. Um, but you know they still miss the playoffs. Um, I think they'll they'll have a big jump this year. Uh, Buffalo Bills, eleven and a half. Um, you know they made some some offseason moves. Brought in uh, Von Miller. Um, you know, I only worry about the running game. They don't have uh, that strong of a running game, you know, with Devin Singletary. He's good. He's not great. Um, you know, you still have uh, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. I think this is the year for Josh Allen uh, for MVP. 
Um, I think this is a year, you know, they go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think this is a year where, you know, they're more dominant than they were last year. Last year they were dominant most of the year. You know, their defense was great. You know, their defense will be great this year. Then they had that stinker against Jacksonville, but you know, they were they had some inconsistencies, right? Um, but their their total is set at eleven and a half. Um, I have them winning 12, 13 games. So I'm gonna take the over on the Buffalo Bills. I really like Buffalo. Uh, this year, um, bringing back the same team pretty much, but they added some guys both offensively and defensively. Uh, Carolina Panthers, they're set at six and a half wins. Um, I so they Baker Mayfield is going to be their starting quarterback. Um, you know, I think this all depends on Christian McCaffrey if he's able to stay healthy. He's played ten games the last two years, um, and you know whether it's Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. I, I don't think either of them is the guy. Um, I'm going to take the under on that. I think they win four or five games, like tops. I, I just think it's going to be another rebuilding year for Carolina. They probably trade Christian McCaffrey, try to get back some assets because they're not winning anything anytime soon. Chicago Bears are set at six and a half. My concern, I like Justin Fields. You know, obviously, I haven't seen. We haven't seen that much from him, but you know, the for quarterbacks in in Chicago, uh, the main concern is the offensive line. They have no offense, no offensive line at all. Starting running back David Montgomery, you know, he's famous for a cloud of dust and and two yards. You know, he's just not as uh, not a big touchdown guy. Um, he has no, there's no one to throw the ball to. You have Roquan Smith requesting a trade on the defense. Um, it's like. This front office, this GM, they don't, they have no intention to of protecting Justin Fields. I think he's gonna be running for his life this year. Um, I'm taking the under. I would, I would bet heavily on the under for that. They're not winning six and a half games. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals coming back after a Super Bowl appearance. Um, you know they rebuilt that offensive line that they have there. Their total is nine and a half wins. You know um, they. You know, I think it's with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, he grew a lot throughout the season. You know, early on, you know, I had him in fantasy last year. Got him, like, in the sixth round. I was proud of that. Um, this year, he went, like, in the fourth round. He went pretty early. Anyway, um, so early on, he was he was turning the ball over a lot. You know, they'd be down two touchdowns, three touchdowns in the first half. But then the second half, Joe Burrow, I don't know, something, he would come alive, right? And he would throw, like, you know, two, three touchdowns in the second half, no interceptions, no turnovers in the second half, right? And the last four weeks... No interceptions, no turnovers. He was just playing really good ball, throwing over 500 yards, you know, four touchdowns, having great games. You know, they have Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. They have a great uh, trio of wide receivers, good running backs, you know, rebuilt the offensive line. Their defense is, you know, kind of suspect here at times. So that's my only concern. They re-signed Eli Apple, who just gets, he's toast. He gets burned every day, right? Um, but I think, Nine and a half is very disrespectful. So I'm going to take the over. I think they could win 11 games this year. Um, so I have, so the AFC North so far, I have uh, the Ravens winning 11 games and um, I have the Bengals winning 11 games. Uh, Browns, eight and a half wins is their, is their total. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Deshaun Watson, I'm sick and tired of talking about it, but we need to talk about it, right? Um, so the, uh, the appeal the NFL PA made or the NFL made. So now he is suspended for 11 games, fined $5 million. I would have loved to see him get suspended indefinitely. Like the, uh, like the MLB did Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched in two years and it's lovely. I don't think he should be in baseball. I don't think Deshaun Watson should be in football. So now they have Jacob Brissett leading the way. I love Jacob Brissett. When I was in college, uh, I worked for bellhops. I hired, Jacoby Brissett as a bellhop and we spoke uh, through the phone many times and he was a nice guy he showed up to all his jobs on time he did jobs in in Raleigh in Durham in Chapel Hill all over the place because he went to NC State so he was in the area so he would drive with um, I forget what the the running backs name but there was a running back for NC State who his roommates with and they would go to all their jobs on time and they were they were just good and we always got good reviews from them so I, I like Jacoby Brissett forever so um I think he, you know, he's getting, they're going to be gone for 11, 11 games. Deshaun Watson's going to be gone. But when Deshaun Watson played that those preseason games, he struggled. He did not look good. 
Um, they still have a good roster, you know, brought in Amari Cooper. Kareem Hunt just made a trade, though, but, you know, they still have Nick Chubb. Um, I'm going to take the under, though. You know, I think this is going to be a rough year for them. Um, I'm going to take – I think they won seven games, you know, because since they're missing 11 games, you know, um, and then – or not they uh, – Deshaun Watson's missing 11 games. He's going to come back for the last six. So, I mean, realistically, they could probably go three and three in the end. This one's tough because, you know, with the 11 games, you know, you don't know how Deshaun Watson is going to be because he has to stay away from the team, right? And then you put Jacoby Brissett in there for the 11 game. Like, it's just, this one's hard. I would not put money on this because you don't know, like, the outcome of it, basically. It's just like, that one's like a hard one to predict. But I'm going to say under for that one. I'll say seven. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, 10 and 5. Um, you know, um, Zeke is supposed to have a, a big year this year. Um, they still have the depth at wide receiver, but they even though they traded Amari Cooper, um, you know, they're pretty much the same team. They didn't really make that many changes. I'm going to say the under. I think they finish uh, with 10 wins and instead of the 10 instead of over 10 and a half. Uh, Broncos. Um, the AFC West is going to be very exciting this year. Um, you know, you have the Denver Broncos adding Russell Wilson, the Raiders adding uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, even without Tyreek Hill. Um, and, you know, the Chargers. I love the Chargers. Everyone loves the Chargers. We all want the Chargers to do well. Everyone picks the Chargers every year. Oh, this is the year they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to go deep in the playoffs, and then they don't. But offensively, they're great. Justin Herbert's great. I love watching Austin Eckler. Um, so we'll get into them soon. But anyway, the AFC West, West is going to be the most exciting uh, division this year. Denver Broncos, you know, I've been saying this for the last few years, is that um, they're a quarterback short. So if they if they added Aaron Rodgers this offseason, boom, they go to Super Bowl. Um, they're adding Russell Wilson this year. Boom, they win over 10.5 wins. I think they win... Uh, 11 12 wins this year that i think that's what they had because when they had just drew lock they had what seven eight wins and this team is ready for it they have you know they have the receiving core for the right there for them um you know minus tim patrick was, i hated to see tim patrick shares acl um good running game you know with williams and um what's the name from wisconsin uh i forget his name but uh you know who i'm talking about uh melvin gordon and you know they still have a good defense Right, so they have all the pieces in place to be a, a, a perennial playoff uh, team. So, and I think Russell Wilson can put them over the top. I don't think Super Bowl this year. I like I said, I have uh, the Bills going to Super Bowl out of the AFC, um, but it looks good for the Broncos. They finally got a quarterback. Uh, Detroit Lions. Um, this is my sleeper team, not to win the Super Bowl or anything, but you know, people probably aren't thinking about the Lions other than you know being on. Uh, on HBO Max this season, um, but I have, I have the Lions making some noise this year. I have, so they're at six and a half. I love Dan Campbell. I would love to play for Dan Campbell. He gets you fired up for football, right? And you know, it all relies on Jared Goff. You know, they have a good running game. Uh, uh, um, I like Amon Ron St. Brown, their receiver out of USC. He came uh, came on late for them uh, in fantasy football, but this is a tough team. Um, you know, they're not, these aren't the old lions anymore. If they had a good quarterback, this is a playoff team. I, I truly believe that like just the way that they finished last year, they were great. So I'm taking the over on six and a half. They at least win seven games, seven, eight games. I have, that's where I have them. I think they could finish seven, 10, eight and nine, uh, Packers, uh, 10 and five. Uh, they have all pretty much rookie uh, receivers now after they lost Devonte Adams, uh, I think they're going to have more balanced attack offensively. Rely more on a two-headed monster there in their running game. Um, you know, defense is still good, but I I have them win uh, under. I have them winning ten games. Um, you know, they have they'll probably sweep their division, uh, but I don't think they'll be. I think they'll make the playoffs still, but I don't think they'll be you know one two seed uh, in the NFC this season. Uh, Houston Texans four and a half uh, wins there. Um, I guess Davis Mills is their quarterback. Uh, they still have Brandon Cooks. Uh, I have no idea. I guess I'll take the over. Maybe they win five games, but like that's it. I don't. I don't see anything happening for the Houston Texans. Indianapolis Colts nine and a half wins. They just added. Uh, they just added uh, Matt Ryan, right? 
the Carson Wentz experiment was a, a just a disaster. Uh, they lost that last game against Jacksonville, one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they missed the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor had an MVP-type season, and it's all for nothing, right? Uh, their defense is still good. They have one of the best running game, the best running game in the NFL with Jonathan Taylor since he had the best season. Um, they have a good young receiving core. Um, you know, but Matt Ryan had the same weapons, similar weapons, maybe better weapons in Atlanta, and um, they just crumbled. But it's because Atlanta just didn't have a defense, so they couldn't get stops. Indianapolis has a better defense, um, and they have that weak division. So with that, I do have them over nine and a half wins. Um, I have them at eleven wins. Uh, next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half. You know, they brought a new coach, Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach from the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Second year for Trevor Lawrence, bringing back uh, Travis Etienne, he's fully healthy. Um, you know, another rebuilding year for for Jacksonville. I think it's going to take some time for them to really really put this together you know they just need more consistent weapons around trevor lawrence trevor lawrence didn't look good last year he didn't look like the chosen one but i know he dealt with a lot there so uh, but i'm taking the under i think five wins for this this team this year uh kansas city chiefs are at a ten and a half you know i know they lost tyreek hill but still andy reed patrick mahomes uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, you know Clyde edwards Elaire. I need I need some better seasons. I need some more consistency from him. Uh, but they can easily win 11, 12 games. Easy. Like, come on. That's the Chiefs we're talking about here. And Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, am I gonna pick? I'm gonna take the over for everyone in the AFC West. That's, that can't happen, right? Can they all win 11 games? Um, cause yeah, I just put the Broncos over at 11 wins. Um, I just put the chargers or I'm about to put the chargers at, at over. I'm gonna put them at 12 wins this year. And then the chiefs, I'm taking the chiefs at 11, 12 wins. Okay. I'll put the Raiders. I'll take the, okay. We'll get into this here. I, I'm, I'm not going to have everyone at 11 wins. They obviously was. So you just, that's just impossible. Uh, okay, so the Chiefs, I'd say that they're going to win 11-12 games there. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, okay, as we said, I like their defense. They re-signed Derwin James. You know, Austin Eckler's healthy this year. Um, you know, we'll see Keenan Allen if he stays healthy. Mike Williams, I've been waiting for Mike Williams to have a breakout year. Um, you know, Justin Herbert, get another year under him, right? And he's just so good uh, in the pocket. You know, he just has a, a big arm, put up big numbers. Waiting for the Chargers to put it all together because I, I want to pick them as a Super Bowl team. They just haven't even made the playoffs yet. So we need baby steps, right? We need them to win 11 games this year, make the playoffs, and we'll see how far they go. But they're an exciting team. They have their cool uniforms. You know, they have, you know, good running. They're, they're just exciting. I get excited thinking about the Chargers and Justin Herbert. I like Justin Herbert. Uh, so I'm picking them to win 11 games. Uh, the Rams are at 10 and a half, which is surprising. Um, Matthew Stafford was think, uh, was dealing with some elbow inflammation. Um, it looks like he's on track to start game one. They still they're still the most talented uh, teams in the NFL. I have the over. You know they could win twelve games this year. Las Vegas Raiders are at eight and a half. If you remember the Las Vegas Raiders, they with their tumultuous season last year with everything that happened with uh, with uh, Rugs and with John Gruden. Uh, you know, Derek Carr really showed his leadership there. Um, they still made the playoffs, finished nine and eight, right? Or were they nine seven? Still, I don't know. But they made the playoffs, played the wild card. They lost the Cincinnati Bengals on a bullshit call, right? Because the whistle was blown when it shouldn't have been blown, and they should have got another chance. But they barely lost that game, and then Cincinnati went all the way to the Super Bowl. So it feels like the Raiders were right there, and but for some reason they set this this uh, this line a little bit lower. At eight and a half, you know, which seems disrespectful because they did this with, you know, an interim head coach without their number one receiver. They still have now they added Devonte Adams, who's the be, arguably the best receiver in the game. They still have uh, Hunter Renfro, who had a hundred who caught a hundred balls last year. Um, you know, it's still got Josh Jacobs. Um, Darren Waller is back healthy. This offense is going to be explosive. You know, you could draft any of these guys in fantasy and they're going to be really good. You know, I drafted Josh Jacobs early 
people made fun of me, but I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a better year than last year because, you know, they're going to rely on the running game too when, you know, they have – when things aren't happening offensive for the pass game. But they're going to they're gonna put up a lot of numbers, I think. Um, and mainly because they brought in Josh McDaniels, you know, as their head coach. You know, I know he didn't do well in his first time with his first head coach job in, uh, in Denver, but, you know, I think – he learned a lot from then and he, you know, he was like a young egotistical guy. And now he's learned because, you know, people were like, okay, we can't, we can't hire him. And then the whole thing with, with the Colts, you know, when they were going to hire him and then the last minute, Robert Kraft talked to him and he pulled out last minute after he had accepted the job, which, you know, that's a sign of immaturity, you know, but I'd rather have someone do that than someone take the job and then leave like a year later. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the over, I don't think they win 11 games. I think they finish uh, 10 and 7 or 9 and 8. Uh, I know I have a lot invested in this uh, AFC West. I just think it's going to be a ex- very exciting division. Most of those games, I think, are going to be on prime time. Um, but yeah, uh, 9 and 8 or uh, 10 and 7 around there. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins are at 8.5. You know, uh, they have Jalen Waddle. They brought in. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you know, they're, they're going all in on Tua, right? They built this foundation. They do have a good defense. Um, let's see what else they, um, uh, Jacecki, the, um, the tight end, you know, good pass catcher there. They have brought in a lot of different running backs, Raheem Mozart. Um, you know, they have just like a mix of guys. They don't have a true number one running back, which is my main concern with this team. Uh, but they brought in Mike McDaniel. So Mike McDaniel was, uh, was like the one of the offensive specialists for the 49ers kind of help draw up plays and stuff. So I think he'll get creative with what they have. They he has experience working with someone who struggles with the deep ball, struggles with accuracy in Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think, you know, offensively, I think the Dolphins will be good. I think they'll be able to put it really put it together this year. Um but I'm, I'm going the over, but barely. I think they win nine games this year. Um, they don't make the playoffs. Minnesota Vikings, you know, you still have that, that great offense with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, um, Chris, uh, Kirk Cousins, you know. Uh, you know, their defense was okay. It hasn't been as good as years past. Uh, but I'm taking the under. You know, I think we see a regression in Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, they had one of the best offenses last year, but I think they still made, missed the playoffs. So I'm, I'm taking the under with the Minnesota Vikings. I just they just don't get me excited outside of uh, Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Um, New England Patriots. They're at eight and a half wins. You know, they made the playoffs last year. There's a lot of talk about um, you know Mac Jones improving. He came in looking like. He had he had been working out all off season, um, so I'm expecting a better year from him this year. Last year he was good too, though. You know he he showed flashes of like what his future can look like. Um, you know because he but then in the playoffs like he didn't do well in the playoffs and he showed some inconsistencies like that a rookie shows down the stretch. Um, everyone's caught up about this play calling thing. Like who's going to call the plays? Like, I don't really care. I think we should trust Bill Belichick at this point, you know, with how many championships he has, how many Super Bowls he has. Right. So, um, I'm taking the over on the Patriots nine and eight again for them. Um, New Orleans saints, eight and a half wins. You know, they brought back, uh, who's their, who's their coach now? I forget who their coaches. It's not Sean Payton. Jameis Winston is healthy again. Um, Elvin Kamara is back. You have Michael Thomas practicing again. They brought in Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew. They brought in a lot of, um, you know, Louisiana guys, like, you know, who are a little bit past their prime. Um, you know, eight and a half wins. I think they could be a little spicy, the um, the New Orleans Saints. I'm taking the over for the Saints. I also think they win nine games. Um, I think if, you know, if Jameis Winston s- stays healthy, you know, that offense can be explosive because he, you know, <laughs> you're either going to get interception or a 50-yard bomb from Jameis Winston. So it could go either way, which, you know, can be exciting. Um, but, you know, I'll take the over. New York Giants, seven and a half wins. I don't believe in Daniel Jones at all. I just think he's, uh, he's like on his last legs here, like as far as, you know, being a number one quarterback. Saquon Barkley's back fully healthy. He's trying to have a big year. Um, you know, they have some pieces there where they can actually do it. I just, they're just so inconsistent. The injuries are always piling on. 
Um, I just I don't I don't believe the Giants. Like I'm just I'm done picking the Giants over. Uh, so I'm going the under. I think they win five six games this season. The New York Jets five and a half wins there. Um, Zach Wilson is supposed to miss I think the first game at least, so he'll be out for that game. But the Jets have some pieces. Okay, uh, Michael Carter in the running back uh, position. You know Elijah Moore came on late last year. Um, you know so they're getting their guys some weapons, kind of. Um, bolstered the offensive line there uh, i think the jets can win six games this year i don't think the game i don't think the jets are as bad as people may think i think they've improved i think they have um you know some good young players that if zach wilson stays healthy and improves this year they can actually you know be a little bit of a competitive team and then you know maybe in a couple years actually make the playoffs but uh, this year i think they win six games philadelphia eagles at nine and a half wins I know they made the playoffs last year. They added A.J. Brown, who I think is the top-tier wide receiver in this league. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, though, I'm not. I'm just not sold on Jalen Hurts. I know a lot of people like him. I like him too. He's a good dude. I just don't. I just don't think he's the guy for the quarterback position. I don't think he's the number one quarterback. Uh, nine and a half wins. You know, even though they made the playoffs this year, I, I'm gonna take the under. I don't think they win. Uh, I think they win seven, eight, eight games this year. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are at seven and a half wins. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, it looks like he's going to be a starter. Uh, or maybe when, if he gets injured, can he pick it? Uh, you know, the Steelers do have, they have a, a good team there, right? If they added, you know, when they had Big Ben, you know, they, I think, did they make the playoffs? No, but they, they're competitive at least, right? And um, I think, you know, with, Mike Tomlin, he's never been under 500. Um, you know, he, he's been able to put it all together. But I think this year, you know, I, I can't bet against Mike Tomlin. So I'm going to take the over. I think they win eight games. Um, you know, they'll be under 500. But I think they're, I'll take the over on that one. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. So I've been going back and forth, back and forth in this one. Uh, their number is nine and a half. This is a Super Bowl team, right? It's like the roster. This is a Super Bowl roster. You got Nick Bosa on the backside. You know, you got all these these defensive stalwarts, right? They're they have they're gonna have one of the best defenses in the league, right? Offensively, you know, you still have George Kittle, Elijah Middle Middle, Elijah Mitchell after his rookie year. You know, he should be healthier this year. He almost finished with a thousand yards rushing last year, and he missed like six games, right? Um. And, you know, Brandon Ayuk is supposed to have a breakout year this year. You brought back Debo Samuel. So, like, this team's going to be great. Their offensive line, you still got Trent Williams, right, at the peak of his powers, right? So, the offensive line is great. Their running game is going to be great. Everything is right there set up, you know, for Kyle Shannon to bring back a Super Bowl to the Bay. But it's just Trey Lance, man. I just don't know about Trey Lance. He just struggled against the Texans in a preseason game where it's not even serious. I just, I'm hearing... There's great things coming out of camp, and then there's some bad things coming out of camp. They still have Jimmy Garoppolo. still haven't figured it out. I, I just I don't know about this team at all. And and I it, like part of me wants to say over, oh, yeah, the Trey Lance experiment will work because they have Kyle Shanahan, and they're going to win 12 games, 13 games, and they're going to be back in the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I just I really haven't seen enough of Trey Lance. So, like, I wouldn't put money on this. Um, I think more realistic – Lee is like that he struggles he's going to take some because he's basically a rookie quarterback because he didn't he hasn't played in two years like the last year at North Dakota State he played one game and that was just to show like draft uh, people like hey this guy's a quarterback that's it and he and so with the pandemic year like he yeah he, he played one actual full game in like two years and then he's played like some some preseason he played a little bit last year in, like against the Texans but like that's it like he hasn't really done much, and I think it's such a small sample size for me to say, "Oh, yeah, you know what? Thirteen games, they could go to the Super Bowl." So I'm talking myself into saying the under. I think they still make the playoffs, but the probably first round, second round exit at least. Um, but I think they finish nine and eight. I'm taking the under. They finish nine and eight. I think they barely get into the playoffs. Um, but also this year in the playoffs, there's an extra team added, so so it's easier for teams. And then with the extra games, it's easier for teams to make the playoffs. I think this year will be like his down year. They'll finish nine and eight. But the the next year, 
after he has that full season experience, if if he stays healthy, hopefully he stays healthy, then the next year I think they're a, a serious Super Bowl contender. But I think as far as all contenders go, I think the 49ers are the biggest question mark because of the quarterback position. Because these other teams, you know, you got Josh Allen, you have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, you know, even Derek Carr, you know, you have Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. You see all these quarterbacks I'm listing? You know, there's just, there's so many, you know, even Dak Prescott, before I even get to, you know, even uh, Matthew Stafford, all these quarterbacks before I get to Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. So, like, that's the problem with the 49ers, and that's why I can't go over. Um, so, I'm going to take the under 9-8. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, five and a half. Uh, between Drew Locke and Geno Smith and, I guess, Pete Carroll now, <laughs> taking snaps at quarterback. Uh, they re-signed DK Metcalf. Um, you know, I guess uh, Rashad Penny is going to be a starting running back. I'm not sure. Um, this is going to be a really bad year for the Seahawks. I would think they win four games. Um, the Buccaneers are set really high. They're the highest over under, I believe, uh, along with the Buffalo Bills at 11.5. Tom Brady missed two weeks, uh, I guess, to fit, to film the mass Singer. I'm not worried about Tom Brady missing two weeks. He's been in the league for, for as long as I've been alive, basically. So, I mean... I don't like he's been for 20 years. I, I, I don't I don't think he's going to come in struggling like he's Tom Brady. You know, he he's the greatest of all time. He can miss some time to come back. But, um, you know, they're not going to have Chris Godwin, um, you know, Leonard Fournette. I don't think he's fully into shape. Uh, they brought in Russell Gage. So I think and then Gronk is retired for now. I think he comes back. But for right now, like his weapons offensively aren't the same that, as they were last year. So I think that's where we'll see kind of a regression. Um, I'm taking the under. I think they win 11 games, not uh, not over 11 wins. So I'll, I'll take the under there. Uh, Tennessee Titans are nine and a half. You know, they still have Derrick Henry. They don't have any wide receivers. They brought in Robert Woods, you know, but he's coming off a major injury. So, you know, sometimes it heals fast and like guys are back explosive that next year but sometimes it takes a little bit longer and i think um you know with that and with derrick henry they're gonna load the box on derrick henry because um, you know you still have you have ryan Tannehill as the number one uh, as a starting quarterback this year um you know we've seen them win over the nine and a half games you know we've seen them at the peak you know when they were in the afc championship game and then now that they got rid of aj brown i think it now it's gonna plateau you know so i'm taking the under i think they win nine games uh Washington Commanders. Oh my God, seven and a half wins. Um, I think for the Commanders, you have Carson Wentz. You know, just a few years ago, Carson Wentz was like would he was the best young quarterback. A lot of people would have taken him over other quarterbacks. You know, because he was he was on to win his his first. He was, if he stayed healthy that year, he was going to win the MVP. Right, I, I truly believe that he had thirty three touchdowns, uh, seven interceptions. The Eagles had finished thirteen and three. He looked good. He looked confident. Um, you know, I think um, one then you know then he kind of got in his head. Philly fans got in his head. He goes to Indianapolis, has that just awful year, blows up in their face. Um, you know, they have him there for a year, and now this is just desperation move from the Commanders. I know they're a quarterback short, right? They have been a quarterback short. I'm like, oh, if they get somebody, you know, Alex Smith was going to take them playoffs and he got injured. Ryan Fitzpatrick made him interesting. Um, who was the other quarterback they had? They had another quarterback who played in, in for a little bit that was just – oh, uh, Tyler Haneke, I want to say. Yeah, he was serviceable. You know, I like Ron Rivera. Um, I think they have good players there on in Washington. But I just – I don't think Carson Wentz is a guy. He's not the leader. Like, this is his last stop in the NFL before teams just stop signing him. Uh, I am betting heavily on the under here for the Washington Commanders. They win six games. I just don't think, I don't see them being competitive. Um, you know, even with that, even with that good roster, I just they're gonna have six games. I just because it's Carson Wentz. You know, he's turnover prone. He's injury prone. He might miss six games, um, but I don't, I don't think they put it together this year. So my Super Bowl predi- predictions this year. Um, I've already mentioned the Buffalo Bills. I think this is the year of Josh Allen. He wins the MVP and he goes to your Super Bowl. Uh, he plays the greatest of all time. I think this is the last time. Okay, I swear. 
uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's, he's going back to Super Bowl. We're going to see Tom Brady again. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady going to Super Bowl. He almost did it against uh, the Rams that one game. He almost came. He almost made that comeback, uh, but then they couldn't cover Cooper Cup. They forgot about the white guy who burned him and got that uh, last win touchdown. Um, anyway, I I don't know why. Just you know, Tom Brady coming back. There's a lot of question marks. A lot of people doubting now again, but <clears throat> I think he loves that. Uh, he already has seven. I think he wants eight. You know, and I think no, um, well, of course he wants eight. But you know, I think even with all this doubt that he's been facing, you know, you have Todd Bowles now as the head coach. Still have Byron Leftwich. Um, I think Ron comes back later in the year, um, like late in the season or in the playoffs. Um, and I think they put it together. And I think they go to the Super Bowl. You know, the Rams, um, I don't I don't see the Rams repeating. I think they're riding high right now. They have a lot of confident guys. I don't think they have the discipline to repeat um, going back to Super Bowl and winning. Um, because, you know, Jalen Ramsey, he might not be disciplined enough to be like, all right, let's get back there, you know, or um, uh, Cooper Cup will, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford would, but, you know, I just think overall, like, they just won. I think it's just going to be, they're going to be riding high for a little bit, and it's going to, they're going to have to come back to reality and then, um, you know, get refocused for this season. Um, I think they'll they'll still make a deep run, but I don't I don't have them going Super Bowl. Uh, Packers, I've mentioned, you know, I don't, I don't think they have the weapons there offensively to get there. Uh, 49ers, question mark at quarterback. Um, so that's why I'm thinking. I think it's Tampa. I think Tampa is the one that, you know, they don't have a question at quarterback. Maybe the weapons, but the quarterbacks can, can truly make the weapons there for the for this team. Um, so, yeah, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl this year. I do have the Bills winning. I have Josh Allen win the MVP. Um, this isn't a this isn't a shocking pick, you know. I think a lot of people are probably picking the Bills. Um, I had them last year in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, if you remember, and I had the 49ers winning. So now I have the Bills going this year and winning. Um, so yeah, well, thanks for joining me for this week's episode. Um, got into a lot of stuff for the NFL, but that is your NFL season preview and uh, my fantasy football draft recap and also our update on one Kevin Durant. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. I will be back uh, next week and we'll do some updates. So appreciate it.